Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. I think it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode today, because not much going on in the Siege world. It's been like a weirdly quiet couple of weeks. Let's always remember, whenever Ryan says it's going to be a shorter episode, it ends up being one of the longest episodes. Don't worry, it's going to be long. Uh... So Sugar Fright is the new event happening right now uh, that we will talk about. And that's really all that's going on. So other than that, we'll just do Discord discourse, listener questions, and we will stretch that out into a good long episode for you guys. Not on purpose. (laughs) Not on purpose, just because we like to talk about Siege. What we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I guess that's, yeah, let's do that. So Discord discourse is going to be on uh, Malusi and Jaeger. So mm-hmm. make sure you stay tuned for that. But before we dive into all that, don't forget we are sponsored by Ma Energy. Go to drinkma.com slash r6pod. That's drinkma, M-A-W, drinkmaw.com slash r6pod to get your free sample. Full, not sample. I always say sample. It's not really a sample. It's a it's free a full jar, jar, 60 jar, servings yeah. of Ma Energy. Go it's with good. blue. Trust me. Good. If you, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is. Also, the time where it seems like if you're in school, it's like the hardest of all the time. This stuff isn't just for gaming. Like middle of the semester. Yeah. This is also for school. Mm-hmm. I drink it every sure. single day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drinkma.com slash r6pod. Help support the podcast. Okay. So Sugar Fright. Uh, if you are not familiar, it's basically like Kill Confirm from Call of Duty, um, which if you're not familiar with that, it's Team Deathmatch where to actually earn points after a kill you have to go pick up uh like a drop that the that the person drops that you kill so in this case it like in, in kill confirmed it's just it's normally like dog, dog tags, tags or something but in this case it's candy or Cupcake. cupcakes because yeah. it's a halloween themed thing based on treats and sweets and stuff uh people apparently think it's a christmas thing tell me about this you're yeah. talking about this last night so i don't i really don't understand why it's such a big deal but People were like very upset that this was supposed to be a Christmas event in 2019 because of like all the candy canes and all this stuff. And like, there's yeah, a lot of like Christmas it, stuff. Like, now it's like, I could see your argument. Like, yeah, there is some stuff that looks maybe Christmassy, but it's also Halloween y. And why do you care? Like, <laughs> I guess I, <laughs> I guess <sighs> I just don't understand why. Like, people are just like commenting, like, yeah, this is obviously a Christmas event for 2019 that they're just using for Halloween instead. It's like, okay, sure. Even if that's true, which. I'm not saying it is true because there's no way to tell it. Like, and a lot of people are saying it's not spooky enough to be Halloween. It doesn't have to be spooky to be Halloween. It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it's, if the only Halloween you know is spooky, scary stuff, I'm sorry. I mean, that's what Halloween is about. Yeah, but there's also a lot of fun, like funny costume Halloween stuff that's not spooky, creepy. Yeah. Um, and that's really fun Halloween. I mean, I'll definitely give it to them that it has like a lot of bright colors and stuff that looks Christmassy. And then like cupcakes, I don't feel like are Halloween. That's more like a Christmas thing. And uh, yeah, there's like lollipops and candy canes and stuff around. So like, I, I can see how this is probably, probably was a Christmas thing that got reskinned for Halloween, but who the heck cares? Like, yeah, I don't I understand just why like it, who cares? 
like whatever i don't i don't anyway. care the game mode itself it's running from october 27th to november 10th so it actually just barely started so you still have plenty of mm-hmm. time to go play it um but it's a lot of fun um it's it's uh so if, i guess if you haven't played it some of the details is you only get to choose between three weapons um to play with so it's the ak-47 uh the r4c or the c7e so that's ash's ak-12 ak-12 right sorry uh, that's Ash's gun, Fuse's gun, and Jackal's gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you get to choose between as a primary and secondaries. I think everybody has the regular secondaries. It seems like, yeah. Um, although there's only five, uh, five people on each team. There's no primary gadgets. Um, everybody gets flashbangs and frag grenades, which will both just like spawn over time. Yeah, they'll recharge. So frags you can hold up to two. Flashbangs you can hold up to nine. And I'm not sure why. The best argument I could make for the reason it goes to nine is because it just won't go to ten because that's double digits and so it just <laughs> won't go to ten. I don't know why in the world they would just be like, oh yeah, nine flashbangs is good. Yeah, that's like the right it should number. go to two. Yeah. I think Matt, three, maybe three. Yeah, three. I mean, because I guess you can hold three yeah. in the game. But why would it recharge to nine? It's very strange. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. Um, it's be kind of just like basic loadouts. Just it's just shooting. It's just shooting. And so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's on and on. It's on its own map. Yep. Um, which is kind of like a. I'm trying to think if there's a good analog from another game. I can't think of one. Maybe like Block from uh, Call of Duty 4 yeah, is the closest thing. That, where it's kind of yeah. like it's like a row of buildings on the right side and a row of buildings on the left side. And you can like go in. They, they have like, you know, rooms that you can go in. And you can kind of like you can traverse the map through the buildings on either side. Or the middle is basically empty with like a little bit of cover here and there. And then like one small building in the middle of the map. So it's kind of just like pick your side and run down the buildings left or right. Yeah. Um. But, it's very Call of Duty type map. It's yes, it was specifically designed for an event like this. Yes, which is cool. Like it's it's definitely fun to um have in siege, just respawn game mode, mm-hmm. uh, kind of just run and gun, like just chill. Like nobody's taking it super super seriously. Some people are taking it definitely not seriously enough, where they're just <laughs> sitting back and killing people, and not getting actually any points. Like we've seen people yep. finish with like twenty kills and like seven points, and it's like what are you doing? Yeah. I- I will never understand. That's the play the objective, man. Like when I when I play those games, it's like you you lost that game for us. Like yeah, you have twenty six kills, but you have four tags picked up. Like, right, you lost us that game. Yeah, this, what, this is your. Fault. Why are you even playing this? Yeah, I, in Siege, I get it a little bit more than like when you're playing Kill Confirmed in Call of Duty, and like somebody's doing that. It's like yeah. why aren't you just playing TDM? Yeah, I don't play, understand. Go play Team Deathmatch. Um, but. Yeah, it's just weird to me. Like, I always play games to win. If I'm playing a game, I'm trying to win. Right. Uh, I, I don't really understand this philosophy of, like, oh, I, got I don't a lot think of we ever lost. Did we? Did we even lose once? Oh, we lost one that we were like 3v5. Yeah, we yeah we lost one where two teammates quit and our last teammate died like 27 times. That was literally, that, that's actually like, what yeah, happened. Literally. That's why we lost. I think we could have pulled it back, like, being just. Well, we could have because we, we won another game 3v4. That's true. <laughs> so it was just yeah. that one guy was an idiot. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I wish that there was something like this in game all the time because I would love to just hop in and just get warm gun wise. Mm-hmm. Like in terrorist hunt, it like isn't quite the same. Um, no. just to like just to get the whole thing down with like moving and peeking and you know however you move around the map and just getting warm on that. Like, I think that would be very very useful. Yeah, it would be fun. I think also two things. One, I think the respawn time should be a little bit lower. I think five seconds is a little long to wait to respawn. It's like in that kind of game mode, I just I just want to play. Like Yeah, it's just a tad long. I get obviously it's way better than the two minutes I wait in siege, mm-hmm. but it's still I'm just like I just want to play. Like just let me 
skip my kill cam and spawn right back in just like call of duty i just let me run and gun yeah also it would be really cool if they had if they did this on just like regular maps all the time so you mm-hmm. can actually like play in maps that you're playing normally and like peeking corners normally right, right. and just have the respawns not be in a certain area but just like respawn yeah kind of that's wherever. the one trick right is like so in this game you have like a, a dedicated spawn building mm-hmm. that your team always spawns in and it, like the other team can get into it but it's like it's really hard to get in like there's only one way in and uh you spawn invincible for the first like three seconds so um like i don't feel like spawn camping has really been a problem um but yeah, that said, like doing this on other maps, obviously, is where it, it, that's where it gets tricky is with spawning because they don't have spawn points built into maps and stuff. So I would, but I would love to see that. I would love to see that just like a rotating map, like that every week it's just a different map that's in this this mode that's yeah. just respawn TDM or whatever or or kill confirmed, however you want to do it, and that's just always there. That'd be so so cool. I do think it should be kill confirmed. I there's there's a lot of people making the argument like oh make it tedious like well siege always has an objective to it the games you play is never about just getting kills yeah and obviously this is a different game mode but it's like there is some people that are like level like 170 and they're stuck in silver and those are the same people that have like 19 kills and two pickups it's <laughs> like if you ever wonder why you're in silver it's because you don't know how to play the objective yeah she yeah. is an objective based game and you need to learn to play the objective <laughs> to win yeah it's true um I mean, I wouldn't care if it was TDM, but... Uh, but I feel like that just encourages more of just, like, sitting in a room and just doing nothing the whole time. That's true. Like, it, th- this does force people to move around a little bit to, like, play a little bit more aggressively and not to just, like, hunker down. Yeah. Or they can, but they just won't do any good for their team. Um, What else was I going to... Oh, well, how do you feel about the skins that came with this event? At first, I didn't like them really. I thought they were really stupid, but now knowing, I guess, that it's a Halloween event and it kind of matches with, like, the style of the... Mm-hmm. and it's like a dream like it, it just works yeah I and think so they, works. they all look like muppets basically if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it um which everybody there's been lots of memes about clash and the effing muppets yep, yep. Muppets. there sure has uh but uh i, I mean it, i hated it when i first saw it uh but then like the more that i like said that people were like yeah but i mean like there's all this other stuff and like there's pizza head and there's like there's a mop head for no yeah i mean there's, there's like all these other like really silly crazy things i'm like yeah i guess that's true we've already jumped the shark there so uh that's the state of siege now it is what it is it is what it is that is the state of siege um is there anything else you would change with the oh also guns it, it should allow you to if they were to make this into it this, we've kind of moved on from what the event is by the yeah, way to yeah. like what we hope it becomes and stays which may not but if it does become a, a game mode i would want one to be on just regular maps and have response throughout the map mm-hmm. um although i wouldn't mind having this map rotate into also because yes. the map is not bad same it's fine yes i want the read the spawn timer to be a little bit shorter than having to wait five seconds um, and then I'd like to be able to change my primary weapon to just anything, whatever I want. And throughout the round, just change it to whatever, because obviously like picking the UMP when everybody else is running the R4C is a bad idea and you're right, going right. to lose. But if I'm playing to warm up and I yeah. want to get better at certain guns, I want to be able to pick certain guns and warm up with those guns. Right. So, right. I mean, this, this honestly, this would be such a great fix to like the terrorist hunt, I guess, uh, training grounds is what it's called now. Instead of like doing that to warm up of actually having like people that are moving and like moving targets and being able to use whatever gun you want and just respawn immediately there is no better way there would be no better way we get all these questions all the time 
I was on console. <laughs> now I'm playing on PC. How do I warm up my aim? Like, don't play Siege is the is the answer to that because playing Siege, trying to warm up your aim and figure out how to use a mouse sucks. I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're talking about like learning how to aim with the mouse, then definitely like yeah. go play something with more spawns. Yeah, but th- I mean, this would just be the perfect way to get players into the game and like get them used to the gunplay and yep. stuff. Yep. Um, I was gonna say one thing about like that's tricky about like random spawns in this specific like kill confirm type of mode is that like then when you die you can spawn like right next to uh you know tags to pick up or whatever uh where like the way it is now it kind of like rewards you for pushing out of your spawn and like going like being aggressive to the enemy team where that wouldn't necessarily be the case where you could spawn randomly next to whatever yeah, I mean, in Call Things. of Duty, it spawns you in random areas, and that doesn't yeah. really seem to be that much of a problem, but yeah. I, that is true. Um, um, go I ahead. I will also say this. This is also interesting to mm-hmm. see with the Sugar Fright event. I I played against like some people that are diamonds and champion ranks and in ranked play, and they have like pretty good KDs and pretty good win-loss ratios, obviously, being that high. Mm-hmm. And in Sugar Fright, obviously, there's things as bad games and good games, but they weren't like destroying us at all. Like obviously they were better in like some gunplay mechanics, like they are. But it it came, it made me understand better. Like being good at siege has a lot to do with understanding maps and strategies and where to peek and pre-fire. Yeah, all yeah. the time. But like when they're just playing a map that neither of us have ever played before, and it's all just about shooting and picking up tags, like. I was doing just as good as they were. Yeah. Like I had just as good as kill death ratio as they were. And I had more tags picked up than a lot of them did. Yeah. It's like they're all champion and diamond and we're not doing that bad. Like it just, it's just clear. Like siege is not just about how good you are with the gun. Obviously that's right, part of it, right. but there's a lot more of like, this is where you pre-fire. This is the strategy to push. This is how you beat Thatcher. This is how you beat Thermite. Right. Playing as a team. Yep. All that stuff. Um, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Another weird thing is that you can't change your weapons at all. So like, mm. th- not only are there only three weapons you can choose, but once you pick it at the beginning of the round, you can't change it throughout the, the yeah. match, which is weird. Uh. Which I mean, I don't care because it's it's an event, whatever. But, um. Also, Castle and Frost are obviously the only two in this mode that have secondary shotguns, mm-hmm. and they feel very like OP almost. Because you can just like wait behind a doorway and someone can. I I've gotten so many kills with secondary shotgun. Yeah, you had mode. a game basically where you just did secondary shotgun the whole game, and like I think you led the team. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Just just unfriendly and I did that too. We just we did frost and um castle, and we just did secondary shotguns all the time. I think we ended up winning too. Like I didn't I did not do very well that game at all. I think I was like seven and sixteen or something. Just yeah. unfriendly didn't do yeah. as bad, but we won. Wait, did uh. Did the most recent patch come out since our last episode? Um, I think it had just come out or it was coming out. Was it in the, it I think it was in the test the server day. or something? Yeah. yeah but so. we we knew that Tachanka wasn't. <laughs> no, we, we assumed, we assumed was. he was and yeah. he's not. And we I was don't know he when wasn't, he is. And then you were like, yes, he is. And then I think I cut out the whole argument about whether or not he was in or not. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, he's going to be in. And then he wasn't in. So. Yeah. I, and I'm surprised because they didn't <clears> ever say anywhere. Like, it, this isn't like the reinforced hatch thing where they were like, this will not be in live build. It was just like, yeah. Just seemed like maybe he had been omitted on that designer's notes because the Tachanka rework was part of the test. Right, I don't know. I don't know in. what happened. Um, I just thought about that because we were talking about Frost had a secondary shotgun. Yeah. Uh, I think that's made her like way better. Um, like I was, I was saying the other day, like I, I think Frost is actually a little bit underrated in this game. And remember, I said that, and then like a, that that exact round, I got two kills yeah, with Frost. I, do mounts. I was like, yes. I "Told you, like people don't pick her 
And so like, especially if you can avoid getting droned out in the beginning of the game, uh, like that those traps can come into play in a lot stronger ways than you might think just yeah. because nobody's expecting it. And yep. like, and now with that secondary shotgun, you know, she's uh, just so much more versatile. And I really do think that like, I think she's an underrated operator. Um, and I hope people don't start picking her a lot because then she won't be. Yeah. <laughs> True. When, when everybody's playing frost, everybody knows to look for frost mats. So she's a little less helpful at that point. Um, what else? What was the other, there were a lot of like little changes. I'm, I'm still, I just want to know when Tachanka's coming. I don't, yeah, seriously, I'm, I'm like really confused. excited for this, uh, and not even because like I think I'll play him a lot, but I just think it's going to shake things up in a, in a pretty significant yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see what what else was in this patch. What are we in year five, season three point three, three point three, patch notes. Okay, sorry guys, we're getting the live research here. Oh, Selma's. This is the Selma ones. Oh, right. Which yeah, that changed, and I don't feel like that made any difference no and I, I think we'll see that it won't make a difference there's a shield um block or shield uh break shield break thing that happens when you melee the shields right, now, like guard arcane, break guard break um they buffed glass again to be basically yeah, I, like he was I before glass a little bit more and like i mean it, it does it just doesn't make a huge difference because i guess i never really tried like smoke pushing and maybe that would be where it would make is, a difference yeah. but uh I don't know. I don't. I don't think Glass is as bad as people kind of think he is. But it's 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 pretty bad. I definitely I definitely wouldn't take him to bad. like a game. I was really really serious about winning. So oh, it's pretty bad. <clears throat> people are using him just like they were a long time ago, where they're smoke pushing through like dirt and stuff. Oh, I've not seen this. I haven't played same. recently a lot, so people aren't very happy about it. Uh, Malusi got the MP5, made no difference. Oryx got the T5, which I have seen people using Oryx more. I don't know if it, that's because if that's why. Like I don't know, I maybe just because I want to try the T five, but I don't. I really don't think that that. I don't think that, I don't think it's gonna whatever. last as yeah. Anyway, I so, mean, I think that change will stay, but I don't think that's right, why right. either of them were in the areas that they were at. Yeah, I don't. I don't think his pick rate is going to uh is gonna shoot up because of that. Um, but anyway, that's Sugar Fright, and that's the Year Five Season Three Point Three notes. Should we just dive into uh, Discord discourse? Yeah, this kind of is a good lead in because we were just talking about Lucy, so. Uh, if you don't know, Discord Discourse is where we propose a topic uh, Siege-related for the week to discuss in our Discord server, which we have a dedicated channel for this. Um, and people kind of just come in and talk about... It. It's just kind of like a conversation starter for like, hey, let's let's talk about Malusi and Jaeger and um, why Jaeger is so extremely overpicked and why Malusi is overpicked and uh, overpowered and like, what are some solutions that you could use to fix that? So... Um, that's what we've been talking about these past couple of weeks in the Discord, and so we will go through that now. Um, should we start with sharing some feedback, or should we start with kind of our thoughts? Let's start with feedback and just kind of mix our thoughts into it, because I think my thoughts are similar to some of this feedback, but I don't want to take people's cake, you know what I mean? Yes. I don't want to yes. take cake. Um, the cake, of course. First, a lot of people are kind of saying like they don't mind where either of them are, and it's just yeah. mm -hmm. fine, just kind of leave it alone. Um, but in the interest of saying that we want to see some sort of change. Um, Sniper Viper 907 has an interesting idea. He says, what I was thinking to a nerf to Jaeger would be to let him delete three grenades for each ADS, but every grenade he deletes, his ADS is disabled for five seconds. I listen to the podcast around shifting tides, and I listen before I go to the game. I like the podcast. Keep up with the good work. Um, and then he has a nerf from Lucy. But for the Jaeger one, I, I like the idea of having it disabled for a couple of seconds after something is... Um, deleted i guess is the best word i can think of it too um removed by the ads zapped 
zapped. Yeah, but I wouldn't. Destroyed. I wouldn't increase it to three. I wouldn't give him more utility to destroy more. I wouldn't give him the ability to destroy more utility. Yeah. I would just make it so that there is a cooldown after his ADS goes off. So yeah. you can, if you throw a smoke, you're like, oh, I can throw another one now because it's it's on a cooldown. Um, and then his nerf for Lucy would be to make the gadget strength fifty percent less, and it will make your aim down sight speed slower. Um, that would be interesting, but I don't the strength fifty percent less, so not the radius, just the strength. But then it's almost just like you're walking. I feel like I do like the slowing effect from Lucy. I don't think that's uh yeah like i think if you take away the slowing effect then she basically just has procs yeah like un- procs un- bulletproof procs alarms which yeah. procs alarms already you can just hide them where they can't see them until they activate it so i don't think it makes uh makes that a very interesting gadget um I, there was a lot of talk i mean going through of like okay do this to Malusi, like change her weapons or uh like um nerf nerf the range of the banshee or make the banshee less bulletproof or like all these ideas but then in the end like vsf dave i think nailed it i don't think he's the only one that said this but I'm, i I like the way he phrased it so he said for malusi i think it's a scenario where the simplest answer is the best one take away one banshee maybe buff the radius slightly on the mer- remaining two i doubt we'll see a significant change in pick rate after her weapons change because it's her bulletproof area of effect gadget that is oppressive which is exactly right she has three bulletproof slow me down gadgets that also alert people to where you are it's just like it's uh it's it's very powerful like i don't want to necessarily say it's op even though like maybe the stats say that but like i don't feel like it it like completely throws the game into a like unwinnable scenario or anything like that although i have like recently experienced times where i've lost around because of a banshee yep um i mean i had one where it was like a 1v4 and i brought it down to 1v2 and i ended up dying because of the banshee um and so that was like frustrating but that said it's just like when i play malusi i don't feel like oh i'm definitely gonna win because i chose malusi you know like (laughs) right um but i do feel like you know like i i place usually two banshees in like places where i really want it and the last one i'm just kind of like free and i just kind of like whatever i think or or like i'll go off by myself and put it in a random spot and like use it to kill somebody or something like that it's like i shouldn't have that much freedom with these like really powerful gadgets yeah um, so I, I think that's a really great solution for Malusi. Just just take one away, especially when you can start stacking them up on on places like on uh, Clubhouse when we play Cash. I always pick her and I put two on the garage stairs, so one like near the top, yeah. and one towards the bottom. Yeah. So in order for them to go up there, they have to have either Ash or Zofia first to burn both all their utility right. to go up the garage stairs. Otherwise, it's just suicide for them to walk up the garage stairs because it takes forever to get up there because you have two two banshees and once you get through the other one the next one's starting to hit you that sucks right right yeah (laughs) that's kind of stupid that i can do that but because the other one i just put on red stairs and we just watch the construction side and we don't have to worry about anything yeah yeah like it's it's just very powerful and i don't i think it's too much um and then people have a lot of people said kind of a similar thing with jaeger where you just take it from three to two and then give him uh change the the amount that it can destroy up to three which is what you just said um which I don't hate that idea, but also with Jaeger, I think ultimately I don't think it's a problem. And this is uh, something Toronto Will said. Um, he said, you know, Jaeger's Jaeger hasn't had any significant changes, uh, like since the game's launch. He's been in the game, and his gadget's been the same way since before the twenty second met existed. Um, don't create a problem where there is one. Jaeger isn't statistically overpowered. He's just picked a lot. He's picked a lot because he's fun to play and he's almost never banned because he isn't frustrating to play against. That's ideal, not a problem, which I think is right. Like, mm, yeah, 
who cares that he's overpicked? You know, like um, I don't think that that necessarily means that you need to make huge buffing. It's kind of like Rook. Like Rook usually comes in as underpicked, but like he's actually really powerful. Um, and so like, is it like a problem? Do we need to like make Rook more interesting for people so that they'll pick him more? Like, no. Yeah, if, no. Like if they're smart, they'll realize that Rook is a, like a really good asset and they'll pick him more often. Um, but like we don't have to necessarily make adjustments just because this operator is there a lot of the time. Right. Um. Uh, I mean, that's true. And that's the thing too is he's never banned. Nobody ever bans yeah, Jaeger. Nobody Jaeger unless they have a specific strategy that they're trying to do. Or like I've heard it. I don't remember where I heard this, but one team was saying, or somebody was saying, like my team always bans Jaeger because we've just learned to play without him. And like, and it and usually, nobody else plays without him. Yeah, like it hurts other teams a lot more than it hurts us. So like, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, like nobody's banning Jaeger all the time because he's like so ob- obstructive, right? Like it's just not a thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, Dark Romantic Seventeen brings up two good points. One, he says changing Malusi's second secondary gadget from a C four to like a bulletproof camera motion sensor, so she can't have the nitro cell, which I would be fine with. It like another three speed with the nitro cell isn't like the best thing in the world, and she's already strong, so I'd be fine yeah. if she didn't have nitro cell. Yeah. Um. Also, this is from the Six on Six podcast. He says if Jaeger and Wamai are both played, and the ADS and the Magnet are in the same range, and they're both triggered, and so it burns on from both. So for now the um magnet will catch it and pull it in before the ads charges go off or vice versa i'm pretty sure the magnet grabs it first and then the ads will burn stuff um but it, it would be nice if it if you have two utilities that do the exact same thing and they're within the same radius i mean yeah it should probably burn them both yeah um yeah like i i i do think <clears throat> so coming back to jaeger like like my kind of position is like, let's just leave him alone. I think it's fine. Mm. Um, I do think it's an interesting concept about the Wamai and the Jaeger combination where like, yeah, maybe that's where it becomes a real problem. And this is probably much more at higher levels um, than anything else. And so I could see like making a change there. But like, again, the thing with Jaeger is that like, we've already nerfed his weapon. We've changed him to a two speed. We've removed his ACOG. We've, uh, what else? I mean, Jaeger's been through so much. Um, yeah. And and like I feel like he he was overpowered for a while, but I, he's come down now where he's like right there on the line, or if not below that line of uh, negative wind delta. And so like I, again, I think he's fine. But that does bring up a good point for Malusi, um, which kind of what you were just saying is like she has the nitro, right? And it's like the nitro is like one of the most powerful defensive secondary gadgets, if not the best one. Uh, and so why does she have that? She already has this like super good gadget. And yeah. so, like, we could also, I think, with Malusi, take the same approach as we did with Jaeger, which is, uh, you know, take away her her great secondary gadget, and give her something that's more basic, like barbed wire and a bulletproof or something like that or whatever. And then, um, you know, why is she a three speed? Is she a three speed? She's three speed. Yeah. Why is she a three speed? Like, why not make her a two speed? I don't know. Like, she's not really a roamer per se. Like, like her her kit isn't designed to be a roamer. I mean, I guess you can use it that way or whatever. But like maybe she should be a two speed and then she does like we did just change the t5 for the mp5 which i guess is a bit of a nerf but the mp5 is still really great and so somebody else was saying like why don't you give her the ump and then like give castle the the t5 or something you don't want to make them boring to play i don't like that idea make them boring to play like no i don't want i don't people play pulse yes but pulse is a freaking heartbeat scanner and it's like 
Yeah, exactly. And Malusi has a freaking web web. Like, yeah, but it's not a heartbeat scanner where you're scanning someone through a wall and then having an amazing yeah. gun to shoot them through the wall afterwards. Okay, but but you get the point, right? Like, it doesn't have to I be do the, get the point, specifically. But I, but I don't like the idea of giving people really, really, really bad guns because their kit is really, really good. And so it's like, well, now I have to give them the worst gun in the game. It's like I would just rather everybody have really good guns. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I hate. I don't like the idea of making them not fun to play by giving them the UMP. It's like, well, no, it's not, not fun. I mean, I wouldn't say it makes her not fun, but but significantly less fun. Yeah, I mean, sure. Shooting the T5 or the MP5 is more fun than shooting a UMP. I'll give you that. Um, Oh, Mick Spook sticker, also glow sticker, makes a really spot-on point. He says, me waiting for six eyes in Toronto Will's 12-page essay on the topic. (laughs) Which props to both of them because them also drifted and fused me daddy. They frequently will actually very much get into the Discord discourse. Um, Did I say you drifted away already? Yeah, I did. Give um, give well uh, very well thought out yep like well written analyses of which is great because it sparks conversation for everybody else too mm-hmm. so uh we we don't always pick from their things but I think most of the time we pick like uh most of their things to share um another thing is that a lot of people were bringing up just like how Jaeger's problem isn't really Jaeger himself the reason he's overpicked is more that like of the whole thing around. Uh, defender utility and like trying to defend defender utility and all that stuff and so it's like oh and then also like attackers having so many throwables and explosives and everything so like i think if you wanted to fix jaeger like again you could just tone all that stuff down you know maybe it's one frag and one smoke and two flashbangs instead of two two and three uh you know and if you if you just tone everything down that way and then suddenly jaeger becomes a lot less important and then you know tone down everything else on the other side too like defenders don't need so much utility um so th- that's another uh i guess path you could take although it is kind of trying to change the whole game mm-hmm. rather than like just specifically fix jaeger but i think that that's a good um point is that jaeger's problem isn't that jaeger is too good and that's why everybody picks him it's just that he's like kind of super necessary because of where the game is right now yeah, that that's the thing. He is he's just necessary to stop all the utility that the attack has and he he kinda of just adds that utility thing of like, well let me burn their utility so they can burn our utility. Siege is a different game. Yeah, it's it's I mean it it be like it is very meta in a way where like the the strategy is uh put up a shield. So then the next the the meta strategy becomes, oh we'll bring Ash, and then the meta strategy beyond that is oh we'll bring Jaeger and like so right. this whole thing develops around like protecting that one shield, like and, and it's just like it becomes this whole game within a game of trying to destroy that shield and trying to protect that shield, and it's like the actual objective is just forgotten for those thirty seconds where the play is happening against the stupid shield. But it's like, for you mean the two <laughs> minutes and forty seconds? Sure, yeah, that too. Um, um, Spooky Six Eyes makes a lot of really good points in his essay. He wrote out this time around. Um, mainly so there's a there's a discussion about like making like the bulletproof stuff just have like a really high damage and so you just have to shoot it a lot and he makes a good point like even if you do that even if you make it like 2000 damage a lot of guns have a dps in the range of 400 to 600 so that's still two or three seconds until it's like may as well not even be bulletproof um then he makes a point about shotguns and dmrs and how we had the idea or the idea was given to make those destroy gadgets and then he said well then they'd have to like see like who has shotguns who has dmrs they'd have to rework a bunch of loadouts to see like what's balanced and not yeah which is also yep. a good point yeah um and then it, it, he talks about jaeger's pie pick right and he makes a good point too that jaeger is safe on any site to pick all the time mm-hmm. like 
he's not like Frost where it's like, well, in this site, Frost kind of sucks. Or he's not like Maestro where it's like, it's kind of hard to put Maestro camps in good spots or there's no point to have Goyo here. Or, right. Well, Mai has no good shield spots. Like, he's good everywhere. So obviously, he's going to have a high pick rate because on every single site, no yeah, matter what, safe pick. he's a safe pick. You can yeah. pick Giger and he has a good gun. He Like, he's not one speed. He's, he's not three speed anymore, and, but he's a two nobody, speed. It's like, nobody's ever going to get mad at you for picking Jaeger. Ever. Right. Like, nobody's ever been yelled at because they picked Jaeger True. instead of X Operator. True. There's, yeah, you never get in trouble for picking Jaeger. You do get in trouble for picking Cali. True. So, you know. <laughs> True. I've experienced it. You can have, you can have a 70% win rate. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. First-hand I think experience, guys. That's going to do it for Discord Discourse. Uh, we need a topic for next week. Um, topic for next week's Discord Discourse. Ladies and gentlemen, you're expecting me to just come up with it on the spot as you say that. I was, I was either hoping one of us would. I was doing the Michael Scott thing where you just keep saying words and you don't Sometimes have anything. I just keep talking without knowing what the end of the sentence is going to be. Okay, I've got Discord Discourse. Okay, I'm ready. Siege is introducing a respawn game mode. Yeah. Uh, mostly for warm ups and just for like casual Siege play. How do you want that to look? Is okay. it exactly Sugar Fright? Is it do kind of what we were discussing before is it something completely different is it domination you know like oh, oh yeah yes it is domination is a fantastic game mode uh so yeah um actually okay i'm just gonna say so they basically just make cod into siege yeah they siege into cod uh actually that okay wait that reminds me of no. something else about the sugar fry that i want to say but first let me just say um domination or something like that or like uh what's that one uh hard not high uh, the one where you try to hold the point hot point point. hard point point. um something like that would be really interesting because you could like make the objectives in places that are Mm. not normally objectives and you could like right play whole new parts of the map right 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 yes (laughs) right uh the other thing about sugar fright was that like it just kind of exposed again and this is the same thing i said with the um the the robbery yeah whatever it was larceny grand larceny Uh, yes um was that like movement you you noticed how movement felt weird because you were doing so much more moving around and like mm-hmm. quick moving as opposed to like moving to a specific spot stopping and like doing something and then like moving a little bit more like you you were just running around so much that like and and dropping down ledges a lot and stuff like and so you notice the weird momentum like how it kills your momentum when you vault out of a window or whatever or run off of a ledge you like suddenly you stop moving forward and just go straight down and it's like so weird yeah See, Siege's movement does not feel very good when you actually try to like. It's not super fluid. No, and I, I really do think a lot of that has to do with the fact that when you vault over something or you run off a ledge, instead of your momentum carrying you a little bit forward, it just drops you straight down like a, like a, like a rock was never moving. Yeah, it's very. I don't, I don't know how to explain, but it's like, it just feels bad. It doesn't feel good, and you notice it a lot in those game modes, like you're saying, where you're falling a lot, and you're like. That was kind of dumb because that was the thing with the Grand Larceny one is you would run over a hole and you're like, I'm running, so I should like make it over like down this hole, I'll go down this hole, but like the next hole, I'll be able to like pass that hole. Right. It's like, no, because you just go. Whoop, yeah, you just go straight. straight like, there's down. so many fall deaths on Grand Larceny. Yep. Um, and, and then like just like trying to find where the exact edge is is always a little bit weird. Yeah. Like there's no give. Um, anyway, th- that was just a random piece of feedback I had about that mode. I think we're ready for listener questions which I, this is a short episode i'm telling you it's it's getting short um we had some great questions from our podcast questionnaires chris what is a podcast questionnaire and how do i become one right 
if you want to be a podcast questionnaire, well, you can't do it. But if anybody else wanted to be a podcast questionnaire, what they would do is they would join the Discord by searching in Google Unrenowned Discord. Okay. You would Step then one. join the Unrenowned Discord. Step two. You would then go into the podcast questions channel and you would ask a question. We would then answer the question. And if that happens six times with six different episodes, you become a podcast questionnaire. In which case, you can mm-hmm. submit a voice question to the podcast which we have today wow. by schmitz stain wow are you talking about a voice question i am talking 100 about a voice question to the podcast from schmitz stain from our podcast questionnaires which you could be by joining the discord so it might sound a little bit something also like... the pp was activated last week oh was it or the week before last by that i mean last episode when we said Where's the stats that you guys were going to introduce? Oh, yeah. And it Hours was immediately later, the next day. Boom. Yeah. I don't know who listened to our podcast that day, but they called someone. They said, uh, hey, oh, this didn't happen. Uh, said, oh, my bad. That was my fault. My we fault. should probably talk about that, that it's not very good. Oh, it's not very good. It does provide some new stats we didn't have before, but like it's like it some, feels like this, this is how I described it. It feels like the summer interns project yeah. that they just went and released. Like there's a lot, like lots of like typos and like weird styling issues Mm -hmm. and um just like random like so one thing i noticed was like there was a list of defenders and like everybody's name was i'm trying to remember i think everybody's name was title case except for capitao whose name was all caps and it's just like why like like it's it's so it's like it just feels incomplete and like they didn't and not just feature wise like feature wise it is missing a lot like there's a lot more stats that i would have liked to see there um it does give some interesting stuff but just like look and feel wise it's just like not very impressive yeah i need to look at it more and see exactly what i what else i would want out of it but i do know that you were saying that when you were looking at like some of your objective stats it was giving like the same exact statistic oh, yep. for all the objectives yep so it was, was broken like, this isn't even right yeah because yeah because it was supposed to give you like win rate per objective and like i would go and look and uh, on each map they were the same for every objective so like each map had different ones but the each objective was the same on the yeah. map which it's it's possible not no, it's, it's highly not. unlikely. It's, man, no, it's not possible. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. Uh, <laughs> they're not telling me my odds. Um, yeah, I I won't be using it again unless there's an update to it. it it's just not worth it. Not good. Anyway, Schmidtstein sent in a voice question, which we're going to listen to now. Hey Ryan, hey Chris, love the podcast. My question for you guys today is: Is there one strat on a particular bomb site that you use every single time? For me personally, if it's on chalet and we're defending uh, basement, um, I will actually play Cav. Uh, that tells a little bit about my rank. I play on PS4, and I'm a, a gold-ish, uh, low plat sometimes, um, and the droning isn't always the best. So I will sit in Big Garage in the northeast corner, I believe, um, right next to that little entryway uh, kind of thing where they break the barricade. Um, there's a little nook, and if you lean left, um, you really have to face your drone directly towards that corner to even see me. And you'd be surprised how many people just walk right past, and I can get a quick interrogation for the round start. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my question: is is there anything that you guys do every single time on a particular bomb site? Thanks. Okay. Uh, any particular strats that you love to do on a bomb site every single time? um there's definitely a couple there's i mean there's definitely just some that i just do on every bomb site because that's just kind of what we do on every bomb site but i'll just give two in particular um chalet the garage the new chalet snowmobile garage 
I always like to play Valkyrie and sit mm-hmm. behind the little cabinet in there. And I throw a camera like in the corner by the garage. So when they come in the garage door, I can see them. And I can see where they're planting. I throw a camera on the main like lobby stairs that come down. So I can see if they're coming down those lobby stairs. And I put one in Blue Hall so I can see if they're coming in Blue Hall. So where I am, I can see if they're going to come at me so I can sit on cams the whole time and wait for them to either enter the garage door or go down the main stairs. And from behind the cabinet, you can throw a C4 right where they are by looking at like a, metal, a little beam. It's mm-hmm. very easy to do. And get the kill every single time i just i play that every single time on chalet basement i just love playing that valkyrie spot yeah good um i'm trying to think of a good one Uh, so like one is on outback on uh not party game laundry laundry games Mm -hmm. um just the pre-placed nitro behind the bull and in the mirror window on that on that bull wall yeah 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 (laughs) shut up (laughs) uh it, it always works like literally always yeah, um literally always when, when i was trying to farm explosive kills for the season pass like i would try to get out back and then go do that and i remember i got a double kill like <laughs> like trying to do that oh, and just like nice. thanks guys like it always works every time um i would say another another one that i do i stopped doing so much but clubhouse when we play cash i always sit in the oil pit and wait for them to start pushing up the garage stairs my malusi gadgets there mm-hmm. and it worked a lot the first couple times i did it like i would always get kills and the last couple times i've done it they always somehow get past me on the stairs i'm like i gotta stop doing this because once oh. they get up the stairs i've just screwed our whole team because i'm now stuck in oil pit and not helpful at all yeah yeah but <laughs> the first couple times it worked and then after that i just couldn't do it so i've kind of stopped doing it but it was fun while it lasted um i just yeah that made me think of another one that i actually do uh clubhouse basement i will almost always play castle and uh i'll put a prox in the um in the dirt tunnel uh and so like we always will have an alert if they're coming dirt and then i'll castle off dirt and then a castle off um blue so i'll just sit in armory kind of like watching those two castle doors and so Mm -hmm. i like if they come dirt i get an alert and i know and like i can almost always like just kill them by shooting them in the feet or like as soon as they blow the thing i'm just like ready to headshot them or like if they do try to push blue like almost always i can like get some damage in on their feet while they're trying to get through there and like most of the time they'll like see the castle barricade and just go around a different way um and then what's so great about castle i mean he's always so freaking good when you hold a freaking reinforcement Mm -hmm. so like what always happens is we get down to the last like 40 seconds i'm like okay i'm closing main and i just go to the main stairs and close that one and if i can get that off almost always like they're not going to win like unless they get like the hatch drop or something like if if we just completely like lose our anchor then yeah we get screwed but like they they cannot get down main once that castle's there because they've already burned all their utility like it's just not going to happen um and there's been a few times where it's like uh where where they're like pushing the um the moto hatch or whatever and so like i'll just go close the moto door like right in front of them (laughs) like just because, like, I don't care if I die. Like, I feel like I get off a lot of, like, really risky castle barricades. <laughs> that will screw them. Yeah, and it's just, like, I shouldn't have done that, but I did, and now it's really and good. it worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love when you when you do something, you're like, I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to, and you do it, and it works. Like, oh. Yeah, you, I can't tell you how many times I hear Chris say, Ryan, you're crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, it's going to work. Trust me. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't. Usually it does. <laughs> Uh yeah, those are my deep. Like I feel like on on attack, I have more like this is what I'm gonna do because like you kind of have to on attack. Whereas on defense, a lot more often I'm like, uh, I don't know. That's false for me on attack. That's definitely way more where I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. Yeah, attack. I'm like, I feel like I mean, there's obviously some objectives where I'm just like, I never know what to do here. But like on certain objectives, it's just like 
this has worked for me like twice so i'm gonna do it every time now <laughs> and That's uh true. it's like the thing about attack is like it's just nice to know what you have to worry about like when you like when you mix it up on attack then i feel like you don't know where you have to worry about that's, roamers and all that true. stuff whereas yes. on defense it's like you mix it up a little bit and they're still coming the same three ways they right. always come right so that's true um fuse me daddy says you are charged with creating a heist team you can draw from any video game movie or tv series you need to fill out your team with a techie or brains a muscle a wild card and of course a leader to keep everyone under control and keep the mission on task who are you choosing okay i am definitely if i'm doing a heist neil caffrey not sure if you ever watched white collar but he's basically he's a thief or he's a forger yeah just basically knows all art and all that stuff and he's just ridiculously smart and he steal stuff all the time mm-hmm. so he's definitely on the team um what is he see he, this is the thing you've given me leader? things. probably a leader because he would make the plan a wild card not a wild card he's a leader wild card i think i would choose michael weston because he can think on the spot of like oh something's wrong this is burn notice this is what we're gonna do because yeah this is from burn notice this is what we're gonna do because we've got a problem but i'll just find a workaround yeah because he always somehow has another thing to yeah. do you give him duct tape and anything and he always it's like it's like he always has like 17 plans or whatever you're doing and so like starts with plan a and then plan a falls apart he's plan b plan c plan plan d and just keeps going 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 and like at the very end he's like well i don't like this but this is what we're gonna do (laughs) he's just like always has an idea which is a really great wild card yes true uh muscle i just almost just want to pick master (laughs) master chief just because it's well yeah where he belongs but also, I kind of want to pick uh, Jack Bauer. Okay. Because <laughs> if I'm going to go TV, I may as well just go all out TV. Techie Brains, Tony Stark. Wow. Chris, you're going to be impressed with how much overlap we have here. Okay. Which which maybe says more about like our choices of media than it does about anything else. But um, let's see. So I thought about this a lot. I went through a lot of things. And so my rule was no like... Um, magical or like science fiction stuff so like okay. you can't bring gandalf that's not fair like <laughs> stupid. Yeah. so like these are only people with, like with actual uh feasible stuff correct so um tech uh i considered mira she's you know the r&d director for siege that'd be pretty good like they would be breaching things yeah. i didn't choose her in the end i chose tony stark in the end nice. and he would not be iron man he would just be tony stark but i mean right come yes because you get a better tech, tech guy yeah. than tony stark uh muscle so I thought about Master Chief like pre upgrades or whatever, um, okay. Because like he does have like an insane amount of training and like there's like if you read read the books there's like really interesting stuff about what he can do just as like a regular really trained soldier. Um, so him I thought about Thatcher because of that video uh, that they yeah. made of him like beating up that guy in the pool yeah. and the billiards hall or whatever. Uh, Sam Axe also from Burn Notice. Oh yeah, good muscle like an ex Navy SEAL like uh, whatever. In the end, I went with, and I'm surprised you didn't. Jason Bourne. Oh, is my muscle. Uh, Jack Bauer, though. I mean, Jack They're Bauer. Pre- come on, pretty on par with each other. I, feel I don't like think so. That. I mean, I haven't really watched twenty four. I do not think that Jason. He's pretty. Yeah, uh, that would be Bauer. a good fight. I think Jason Bourne might win the fight, but. Yeah, I th- they're, I, they're very <laughs> similar. I mean, w- references in TV shows you'll very frequently hear. It's no Jack Bauer. That's true. Uh, I don't think that you could find a super spy that would be able to beat Jason Bourne. Yeah, I think I he's the king that. of that category of yeah. a fictional yeah. character. Um, wild cards. I thought about Sam Fisher. Cause I mean, come on, Sam Fisher infiltrating, like obviously, 
Uh, I thought about. I like how you have a siege person for every one of these. <clears throat> uh, not everyone. Okay, but most. Uh, I thought about aliases Sydney Bristow. Oh yeah, she would be a really good wild card. Double uh, seven, Bandit. Uh, just because Bandit seems like he's crazy and nuts. Uh, and I did go with Michael Weston. At the really? end. That's funny. For notices, Michael Weston. That's funny. Leader. Uh, I considered Aragorn. Okay. But like, he's not very heisty, so I ended up not going with him. And I decided Commander Shepard as our leader. Oh, Commander Shep. I mean, this is like what Commander Shepard is. Like, yeah. obviously, everybody's Commander Shepard is different. But like, what Commander Shepard is, is putting a team together and like doing an impossible mission. So... Yeah. My my team is Commander Shepard, Michael Weston, Jason Bourne, and Tony Stark. That is actually that is a lot of crossover. That's really funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, wait, who's your leader again? Uh, Neil Caffrey. Neil Caffrey. Okay. Great question, Peace Me Daddy. Not siege related, although I did mention siege people. Uh, yeah. question from Dark Romantic Seventeen. Another questionnaire. I had to bring this up, even though you guys play PC. But Siege is coming to Xbox Game Pass October twenty second. And it's coming to Android. Uh, the uh, Xbox Game Pass Android, I believe. So like the the Xbox Play Anywhere thing. Yeah. I do not think they're releasing Android <laughs> Siege. Uh, I think this is awesome. I might be playing one of my favorite games on the go soon. I know this may suck still, but I am really hoping for the best. What do you guys think of Game Pass and about cloud gaming? Keep up the great pot. I, I love the idea of some of the services where you can <clears> just like... <throat> pay five dollars a month or game pass is like 15 dollars a month game pass Something is pretty like expensive i mean i think i guess because it comes these services live. are pretty expensive well origin premiere is only five dollars a month uh, it is i'm 100 percent positive on, well only on pc and i think the pc library is not super deep yeah well anyway whatever it's nice to be like i'm i just i like a ton of games and i play games all the time if that's who you are and that's it is nice just to pay yeah, like, X amount a month and just like have a library a membership ton of games, or yeah, in your library. Um, I the thing is, I only play a couple of games, so I'm never gonna right. stay subscribed to any of these. Battlefield was one that I was subscribed to for a while while we were playing Battlefield yeah. Five. So it was we'd, like we'd sub for a month. So basically, we've paid like fifteen dollars to five. play Battlefield Five. Five. No, I mean, we've done like two or three times. Oh, so we've basically paid like fifteen dollars and we put in sixty hours on Battlefield yeah. Five or something like that, and like. And that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they had to buy the whole game. Uh, yeah, yeah. I really love the idea of streaming services. As far as like like mobile streaming, like I would not play Siege on that. Like I have I've played other games on this. I've I tried Rocket League and that was awful. Like I would not do that again. Yeah. But like single player games, like it's it's really great. Like I stream from my Xbox to my PC sometimes to play games, or like I've tried streaming to my phone, which I just don't play enough like single player games to make it worth it to like go to the hassle for myself. But um, but it's very cool. Like I'm, I'm very excited about gaming going that way. I don't think it's going to replace traditional gaming for a long, long time, though. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I <clears throat> single player game I need to play Shadow Mordor. I still haven't played it. Oh, it's so fun! And I really want to play it. You would love it. That and Red Dead Redemption. Wow. Yeah, you need to try both of these things. I guess it's like if I'm playing games, I want to play. Siege also, or The Halo, Last of Us. So, Last of Us only on PlayStation. That's Never true. Happened. But Taylor has one. It's true. Just saying, it's worth it. Um, which I haven't even played The Last of Us 2 yet. Like, The Last of Us is one of my favorite games wasn't ever. That on, no, I was going to say, isn't that on PS5? What am I talking about? Not yet. <laughs> uh, Spooky Six Eyes says, recently there's been a lot of discussion on the use of skill-based matchmaking, matchmaking in the latest Call of Duty games, with many claiming that it makes it feel like player skill is constantly plateauing. How do you feel about skill-based matchmaking systems in general, and how do you feel about the MMR systems in Siege? Um, 
I don't think there's anything wrong with doing skill-based matchmaking all the time. Like, I, I think that's kind of the argument is like, I've seen people saying like, casual modes should never have skill-based matchmaking. But that just makes for a lot of stomps. And like, it's not fun, especially like when you're having people party up, uh, you know, that you got a party of five in Siege or a party of six in Call of Duty or whatever, and you're just running around and like completely stomping casual games. It's like, go play ranked. Yeah, pub stomping. Exactly. It's actually fun. It it is fun, but also like, it's not fun for the other side. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If we played against the eight stack on Halo Reach and Big Team Battle. We did. I wouldn't say I was having the worst time in the world. Like they were beating us, but also we didn't get to play them with DMRs. We had to play AR starts all the time. Yeah, but and it, was, I, it wasn't that wondered. fun. <laughs> I, it's not like I had the worst time in the world. But here's the thing: I, 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 I enjoy <laughs> the fact that in Halo and Call of Duty, I can just I don't have to always try. Like I can just kind of like relax and just play and not right. worry about like, but the people I'm playing against are all really good because in halo i just happen to be better than a lot of other people so like in social games i have to actually try now like i don't want to do that i mean yeah i mean i guess i i just like the idea of like it just it's just nothing just match and go yeah i i guess i don't really have that strong of feelings on it either way but like i like as the person who is sometimes on the other side of that it's just like not very fun i feel like i feel like too i feel like siege is different in the way of like siege when you die you die for a long time and so it makes pub stomping that much worse in Siege because yeah. it's like they're going to all spawn peaky. It's like, this isn't even fun for us. Like, right. this is just awful. Right. In Call of Duty, it's like, and I guess Siege you can leave too, but in Call of Duty, it's like you can go and see if you can do something with a couple of deaths. It's like, all right, let's just go to a new lobby. Yeah. And you just leave and rejoin. And it's fast to leave and rejoin another <laughs> lobby. That's true. Uh, maybe what I would say is just like, if you have a full party, then maybe it gets a little bit more stringent about how it matches you, whether it yeah. looks for another full party or at least like, uh, at least like, uh, you know, parties of two or parties of three or something. Uh, that would be nice because like, especially in a game like Halo in big team battle, eight, a team of eight versus eight randoms is just like not going to come out well ever. Um, so. Yep. Schmidtstein says, Hey guys, I want to test your knowledge on yourselves. Instead of what your top three ops of all time are, what are your three least used ops of all time, excluding recruit? Okay, so I'm looking at the list of operators here. I don't think it's going to be any of the original ones. Um, just because I've been around for so long that I've played all of them a fair amount. Uh, not Bucker Frost. Uh, Echo, I haven't played a lot, but probably more than some other people. I think mine on attack are going to be Finca, Gridlock, and Lion. Finca, Gridlock, and Lion. I yeah, that sounds right for you. Mine. Let's see. Yeah, let me let me start on attack. Uh, I've played more Nook than I should have, so not Nook. Gridlock, it might be the same three. I played very little Dokkabi, but probably still more. Actually, I think I played a fair amount of Lion when he first came out. Um. So I'm going to say Finca, Gridlock, and probably Nomad. Okay. Finca, Nomad, Gridlock is my answer for attackers. Defenders, I want to say Vigil. Um, I think Vigil was mine. I don't think he is anymore because I've played him a lot on Coastline now. 
Uh, I'm trying to remember. Let's see. I played a, a lot of Oryx in. I think that was in the test server though, in the house rework. I think mine might be Alibi Ella. I want to say Bandit, but also there's a really good chance that I played him a lot earlier on. Really, Alibi? Yeah, Alibi I don't play so very fun. much Alibi. You should play more Alibi. She's so fun. Yeah, Even I play Kaid. almost no Ella too. I played actually quite a bit of Kaid. Goyo. I don't. I haven't played a ton of Goyo. Maybe Goyo, Ella, and Alibi. That's what I'm going with. I'm gonna go. I'm debating whether or not Oryx is on there. Like he could be a lot higher than I think. Probably Ella Vigil. Clash. I'm gonna say Ella Vigil Clash. Okay, let's look this up. Okay. Uh so looking at the stats now, attackers. Oh, Yana is actually one of the least. Mm. I should have thought of that. I think I played a good amount of her in the test and I never really picked her up after that. So uh oh yeah, the one hour they're sorted weird. Yep. Um so Yana, 17 minutes. Uh, Nomad, one hour and 11 minutes. And then, oh, Nook is one hour, really? 16 minutes. Yeah, I'm surprised. More gridlock than Nook. Interesting. Well, who else I said Finca? So like, this just comes down, though. Like, if I was to sort this by, like, recent, I think, like, uh, basically, gridlock, Nomad, and Finca would have zero. And I definitely have played Yana and Ace and Nook, like, more recently. Yeah. What did you get on your taggers? So on my attackers were the ones that I thought they were. It's actually, it is showing my zero at zero hours and nine minutes. I do not think that's possible. It's, I, I guess it's possible that I played him a ton in the test server and haven't played him a ton, but no, I have played a lot of zero. I don't, I don't think that statistic is correct, but the next nine minutes. Yeah. Just nine minutes. Weird. There's like no way, but yeah. the next three are Finca, Gridlock and Lion. Oh, Sophia, actually. Sophia, it's sorted her down here. Sophia, one hour, 25 minutes. Huh. And Lion and Gridlock are at one hour, 31, and one hour, 43. Finca's at 21 minutes, by the way. Okay, so my bottom three defenders are Oryx at 13 minutes, uh, Warden, 27, and Vigil, one hour and four. So I only got one out of the three. Clash and Ella are higher than I thought. My lowest three defenders are... Maestro, one hour, 13 minutes. Alibi, one hour, 22 minutes. And Vigil, one hour, 22 minutes. Dang. Wait, you don't have anybody under an hour? No. You spread out the love on defense. Goyo is one hour, 38 minutes. I thought he'd be... Who else did I say? Yeah, I said Bandit, huh? Yeah, seven hours. Yeah, no, because Bandit was freaking day one. No, 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 no. I ended up saying, I ended up saying Alibi... Goyo and Ella. I said Ella. Ella that three hours, 23 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so I actually wonder if part of this is counting like events and stuff. Because mm, Ella, I think I did play a lot of her in that Trapper event. Oh, yeah. Remember? And I, so, like, I don't think I played that event a ton. Not a ton. But, but I guess even if I only played a couple of times and I kept picking the same person. Yeah. So like some of these, I think, are a little bit skewed in weird ways. Um, but yeah. So I don't know myself as well as I thought on the... Uh, the less pick. I did good on. Uh, actually, I did pretty good on them, though. I got them all pretty close. Um, in other news, 49ers are losing right now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, let's go to uh, regular podcast questions from people who are aspiring to be podcast questionnaires. You'll get there, guys. Keep going. You Eventually, can do it. You will get there. Grumpy Monkey 
asked, I have two older brothers, so I can never beat them at anything. They were stronger, faster, and better at Legos, LOL. However, when we got an Xbox 360 a long time ago, I knew that I could beat them in Halo. I never did, but, <laughs> but after they stopped playing video games, I got really good with the controller. I beat all my friends in COD, and now I can beat my brothers in Halo. I'm good at Xbox because I can aim really well. Now I have a PC, and I can't hit a head in Siege no matter how hard I try, but that doesn't stop me from wanting to get better and being the best I can. What is a role on the team and an operator on both sides that I can play that doesn't involve having to aim? That was like a long lead up that had nothing to do with the actual <laughs> question, but I like the story. Um, I'd say like on attack, if you were to play like a thermite and just all you're doing is trying to get the kit down, that's your whole goal is just yeah. to get the kit down. Get really good at hard breaching, like beating the bandit trick and then like knowing when to push and when to plant and all that stuff. Yeah, that's really good. Um, on defense, someone like having really good Valkyrie cam spots, um, or mm-hmm. even you basically don't want to roam, or you can have someone. Um, I was just thinking of someone a second ago. I was like, oh, like an Echo, being on your Echo drones. Yeah, that can be super super helpful. Yeah, trappers also you can contribute to the team without really doing anything. Um, you could do like a Mira where obviously you do it to be able to aim, but you can line up the shot before you actually have to peek it. So like that's a huge advantage. Uh, yeah, I mean, any, basically to like try to, don't be an entry fragger and don't be like a hardcore roamer or like if you are going to roam, do like the Cavera or something. Yeah. That would be my advice. Uh, and, and play with your team. Like, like if, when you're two shot or not two shotting, but team shotting people, then suddenly it's way easier. <laughs> when you're team shooting, it's way easier to be uh, contributory. That's true. Uh, Mr. Bassman says, love the podcast. Finally joined the Discord. What is the origin story of the candy drawer? Did it come with the need of podcast snacks or was it just a way to fulfill a sad empty drawer's dream of being useful? Um, neither. We don't normally record the podcast where the candy drawer resides. Um, and when I bought the... It's basically a TV stand is what I bought it for. It's like a console table in a way. Um, I I had the intention of putting candy in it. I just I like I <laughs> oh good this has a candy, candy. drawer. <laughs> I just love candy, and I had a I always had a bag of candy, and it's my it's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. I wake up, set out of bed, and got oh, a piece gross. of candy. My breakfast. That is the last thing I want to have when Are I wake up. Are you serious? Oh, first gross. thing I want is, and I say candy drawer. It's chocolate, though. Don't think it's chocolate. It's chocolate, which is better than candy, but it's still. all chocolate. Anyway, I that's my favorite thing in the morning. Are you serious? Brownies in the morning. I mean, brownies in the morning, or that's one Cookies thing. Cookies in the morning, peanut butter bars in the morning. I love all that stuff. Well, guess who else probably does? Cake Monster. Cake Monster, who also said, do you I guys see. have any specific third-party characters or themes that you know would never get in but would love to see? For example, maybe a Triforce charm from Legend of Zelda. Uh, there's this podcast called The Unrenowned Podcast. Uh, I don't think I'll ever get in, but I would love to see an Unrenowned charm. Oh, yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, if there was like a Master Chief head helmet, nah, oh, yeah, head, I like his helmet. Yeah, give me <laughs> if there is Master Chief helmet or like some sort of like Lord of the Rings. Give me some Halo crossover, something. man. Give me like yeah. a an event where we're like shooting needlers and plasma rifles and stuff. That'd like, be really cool. Oh, be so cool. Um, let me think. What else? Uh, burn notice crossover. There's been a lot of burn notice on this episode. I don't know how you do that. Anyway, next question. Our next question comes from Oh Crisis Cluster. It says, Mr. Just Low in the Discord discourse thought of an idea where attackers can pick ops during the prep phase. Would you think it would be a better idea to have a sixth pick option during the prep to be able to take away one op for a more crucial one? Um, the sixth pick is is fine. It just adds time to like the game that yeah. 
which is like a couple of seconds, but still, it's just like, I just want to play the game. Also, it's something that's in the game already. I'm just looking for a big change. The big change is picking operators during the prep phase. And that is because at that point, and the the point was to pick based off of what you're seeing on defense, based off of their right, setup. Right, right, right. Not to pick right, based off of right, their operators. Right. And then you've already picked your operators. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and then you've already picked your operators and you can only change one. So it's like, I would rather be able to join them out and be like, okay, this is what they're doing. This is what we're going to pick. This is what we're going to do. Yeah, I think that's going to happen too, based on what they said I would at the year five happen. reveal. I think, I think that'd happening. be fun. I like that. I like the idea of and just I think it, changing it, the game. Somebody was saying this, I think, in the Discord discourse, was that uh, it would shift the balance a lot toward the attackers. Uh, not necessarily toward the attackers, but like less in favor of the defenders. Where Which wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, where yeah, attackers can plan ahead a little bit more. I mean, always, if you're ever playing Siege and you've lost, if you're 1-2 and you're on defense and you're starting to attack, you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. good lucky for us, we always start on attack. So, not a problem. <laughs> EMZ the King 66 says probably been asked before, but what if there was an option to spawn on the roof like in the E3 trailer? Great trailer, by the way. Go watch that. It could possibly get rid of spawn peaks. All the ranked maps have the option to repel to the roof. I don't see why you shouldn't be able to spawn there. Most, if not all, ranked maps have at least one spawn peak spot, and this could help, especially for newer players who don't know any better. Yeah, I think they need to... Um, well, two points. One, spawning on the roof doesn't solve the spawn peak problem. It delays the spawn peak problem. Because instead of people looking at a window waiting for you to like turn the corner from your spawn, instead they just wait to hear their appell noise and run out the door and shoot you. Right, right. It doesn't solve the problem. I mean, on on most maps, you can you can even sit on a window and kind of lean out the window a little bit and see the roof. So yeah. wait for you to repel. It doesn't. It gets you stuck on the roof, is what it does. Um, it is a good idea though. And then also it changes uh the flow a lot. Where yeah. like if you're playing a roof objective. Or a ceiling objective, <laughs> third floor, top floor objective. Yeah. <clears throat> then, like, very tip top. They're there instantly, as opposed yeah. to you know the the fifteen to twenty to thirty seconds that it takes them to get there. Um, I think what they need to do is just go through the maps and find the spots that are really hard to spawn on, just fix them completely, yeah. or yeah. do the thing that they did on the stadium map, where it has a bulletproof glass there that yes. you can, or just make it so you can't shoot through the freaking window the first five seconds of the round. Yeah, something. I really, I, I really wish they would address spawn peeking in some significant way because yeah. it's so annoying. I like runouts, and I like I like I'm fine with people like peeking out the window after the round's gone out. It's like you guys are still pushing garage. You can peek out the window then. Fine. Yeah, it's the running out of your spawn spawn peaks. That's like this is just gross. It's just disgusting, and you're not like I just want to play the game. Yeah, and like sometimes it's just like you just want those first 15 seconds of walking up to the door of like to not have to be thinking so hard. You know. Yeah. So, Rifle Walker asked, I wanted to get your opinion on newcomers playlists. I started playing Siege last year in the fall and loved the newcomers playlist. I love the small map pool so I could focus on learning the gameplay and not worry as much about learning a bunch of new maps all at once. The problem was, though, after I was leveled out of newcomers, I was thrown into that giant map pool anyways. It didn't set me up for ranked play, which is what the game is best, where the game is best, and I had no map knowledge at all. So my thought was, if I had just spent the same amount of time getting into quick match, I would have been able to use all of that time learning what I needed to uh, to get into the ranked play. But instead, I had to keep learning the game all over again in quick match. I feel it crippled me in the end. Do you think there's a better way to introduce new players so they don't run into the same problem I had? Thanks so much for the podcast. Yeah, get rid of the newcomers playlist <clears throat> and instead add the Sugar Fright playlist with our adjustments to it. So that way you can get it. It lets you get used to the, how like the game and like the guns and like the maps and stuff where you can learn them pretty well because you're just always alive running around in them 
mm-hmm. and then you can go into quick match and actually play don't call it quick match call it something else but where you can actually play like real siege with real siege game modes and stuff mm-hmm. and the real flow so you can get the whole of the flow in the quick match you can get a hold of the maps in the sugar fright tdm mode yeah so confirm mode uh so i disagree because so okay. i think sugar fright like or a tdm mode or whatever satisfies a different thing which is like getting used to the mechanics of the game and like getting practice shooting and stuff which i think is important but not really what a new player needs um so here's the thing about newcomer is i don't think it's necessarily to get you ready to play ranked for sure um because you you level out of a newcomer at level 30 30 or 50 i think and and you don't get uh you can't get into ranked in 50 uh maybe maybe it's 50 and 50 but um the point is i don't think it's meant to train you to play ranked like mm-hmm. for sure yeah um and i wouldn't expect even like even if i was playing casual for those first 50 levels i wouldn't expect to go into ranked and rank at silver or gold that first season like you're it's just not going to happen um so i think what newcomer exists for is to introduce new players to the game and to help them to like it right because like if you're jumping into quick match and you're playing one of 19 maps or something like that and like they're different every time and the game is so dependent on map knowledge to be even like kind of good like I, I just don't think that that's a fun way to learn the game the way we learned the game was in the beta which was three maps and granted that was only for like three days or something like that it's true uh and then there was another test and then another beta so i think so total we probably had like nine days of like a limit of three maps yeah um to learn the game and like we loved it because it was house hereford and consulate and we just played those back to 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 back and then like right 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 it was so fun like um and like we just like we by the time the real game came out and we played the real game we loved getting those maps because we were comfortable with them we knew how to play them we felt we were good at them and so those like remained our favorite maps for a long time and house and consulate are still among my favorite maps yeah um so and i think it all comes down to that i don't think it's because they're necessarily better than the rest i think it's just because of like the history that i have with those maps specifically so i think like i think that's what that satisfies is like bank chalet and consulate are the maps in the newcomer and i think those are easy maps to learn there there's not a lot of complicated like vertical play in any of those really um and like it, it it's to help you understand how the game works mechanically how breaching works how like floor destruction works how you know all of that stuff and like once you have those fundamentals then you can kind of take that and apply that to any map and you yes you will have to learn the map but um but no like i I think they that that structure does teach you things that you need to know to be able to have fun in the game and like i think that's the purpose of newcomer yeah I, i mean you're definitely right that is the purpose of newcomer for sure um but the problem of the people that aren't newcomers playing it right kills it Mm -hmm. and so i don't know how you do you make it where you can only have a certain kill death ratio to be a newcomer maybe i don't know yeah i mean it should just be very there should be some sort of algorithm or something that looks at certain players and goes you've played this game before yeah yeah it's very obvious you've played this game before i don't know how what the algorithm would look like obviously that's not my job right but like there should be some sort of algorithm to tell like no you played this game before you can't play this playlist right right um yeah i mean i think i think you could like graduate people out of the newcomers playlist but like ultimately and like that there's definitely an argument there to make about like why it should be removed because of that 
But ultimately, that's not like what Rightful Walker is talking about. Like he's asking about like, did newcomer cripple him and learning the rest of the game? And I don't think so. But like, I guess what I would have said is like, maybe spend your first twenty levels in newcomer and then start jumping into quick match and you know start like once you feel comfortable with the game, like at us as a whole, then start jumping into new maps. And then what's nice is when you're in that quick match pool or the unranked pool or whatever, you're getting every once in a while you're getting house consulate and or not house, what is it? A bank consulate and chalet, chalet. that you already know. Right. And like, yeah. and those are all ranked maps, right? Bank con- yeah. Those are all ranked maps. So you'll see those in rank two. And so like, these are now like something where you can like, just get kind of a palette cleanser and just be like, okay, this is something I know I can do. Okay. Right. Here I'll have fun. And then you jump back into the others, but there's ultimately, there's just no way to avoid that huge learning curve. And like, you're going to have to confront that at some point. It just, and just starting siege now is just a huge learning curve right. siege is oh my gosh it it's did a, not used to be it's a five-year-old game with like five years of content yep so like you're, you're just gonna have that and I, again i just think the purpose of newcomer is to convince people that the game is fun instead of just being frustrated um and and then once they already like the game then they can jump in and worry about learning the rest of the stuff yeah um good question moist Moist Q THC says, "Do you think they should allow console players to change field of view? I feel like this would make platforms balanced. It would make the platforms balanced. They could definitely make it possible in the game because games like Apex has that feature and it's on console." Um, I will be honest with you. I think less customization is just better, especially with like graphic settings and stuff on console. Yeah, especially stuff like that because then you're looking at like, okay, well, what do these guys do that are really really good? Like, oh, well, this guy has his FOV turned up to this. Like, maybe I need to make my and it's like now the game doesn't look like how it's supposed to look. Like, <laughs> now the game just looks silly. And I'm glad that Siege caps its FOV at 110, 120. They cap it like a lot lower than a lot of other games do. Yeah. Where a lot of other games it can be like very like it looks like whenever I think you're it's moving. At 90. Your... Oh, it is 90. Yeah, 90 yeah. is the highest you can go in Siege because it starts yeah, at 60, 60 90. Yeah, yeah, it is 90. It doesn't go very high. And all the other games will go like to like 120 and it will be like... And it looks so weird. It looks so weird and it looks like you're moving so fast all the time. It's like, that's not the game's supposed to look like. Yeah, you're ruining it again. Yeah. Anyway, the, I think that kind of stuff is just silly. So I think... I don't think they should... So, well, here's the that. other thing is that changing your field of view can affect performance because now it has to render more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you will see frame drops. And I think Seed is already pushing it on console. So I don't think that a console can really afford to have a higher field of view because one of their things is to maintain 60 FPS at all times. Yeah. So um, I think that's like the technical answer. But other than that, like if you want customization, you shouldn't be playing on console, frankly, like not to be like rude or anything, but like that's what PC is for. Um, and console like you expect the developers to pick the optimal settings and then make that blanket for everybody which is kind of a nice thing about console is that you're not having to worry about like this is what kind of what you're saying like you don't have to worry about the settings that the other guy had that beat you right like and you don't get into these weird things of like oh okay these are the optimal settings it's just like no you just you just play the game yeah and, you just like, turn on and play yeah <laughs> so there's that um yeah emz the king 66 what do you guys think about reworking the situations mode? I've been trying to help my friend get started, but with such a huge learning curve, well, the struggle is real. I suggested trying situations or learning area as it's called now. And since it's been so long since I've played it myself, I've noticed how bad it is. I can't imagine being a brand new player trying to learn and then get into a game and it being totally different. Like for example, Thermite has grenades, smoke, uh, s- uh, Smokes is on Old Hereford, Thatcher's EMPs don't destroy anything anymore, so it doesn't make any sense. And why are there 20 C4s in a hallway anyway? You can't choose loadouts. 
and have to play Red Dot 2 or Iron Sights in some of them. Like, how is that going to teach you anything? But yeah, I've only just realized how hard it must be for new players. I feel like a rework to teach new players the current meta instead of a five-year-old situations mode on old maps with old loadouts and old recoil patterns that doesn't really help teach you anything. Uh, oh, and before someone says, just play newcomers, I don't really want my friend to get destroyed by Smurfs and not want to play anymore. <laughs> Would love to hear your thoughts, boys, and keep up the good work. So this brings up a lot of the same kind of things we were just talking about with newcomers. I, I honestly... I. I just honestly believe if there was some sort of TDM game in the TDM mode in the game where you could learn the maps, like you're not going to learn where people are always going to be, but you can learn the layout of the right. maps a little bit and you can learn how guns feel and stuff and the operators. Well, I guess you won't have gadgets, but you can kind of get the feel of it and you can go into quick match and be like, okay, like this is what the game, like I get the feel of the game a little bit now. And now I can play quick match and like understand it a little bit better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The situations are, they should maybe just remove them. So, like, like, I mean, so here's the thing about your criticisms of situations. Like, they're all valid. But the thing is, like, no newcomer is going to situations to learn recoil patterns. And they're not going to notice that it's that's different. That's true. And, like, uh, they probably won't notice the difference between Thatcher's EMPs. Um, and, true. like, they're not going to notice that, oh, Thermite doesn't have frags here. And, like, that's also not that weird for, like, a, a single-player mode to have a different loadout or yep. different, like, rules yeah, than yeah, a yeah. multiplayer mode. That's, like, yeah. totally normal in games. Um. So like I I think your criticisms are valid and like they sh- they could definitely do some things to like update it but also I don't think that it's it's like I guess yeah a lot of the point is like this is like use his gadget to do this this gadget does right. this this is what this gadget does but at the same time that was like when there were only ten operators so it was right. like showing you what half the operators do in the situations and mm-hmm. it's like now okay. Like, yeah, and it kind of would be cool if they just, like, did a whole new thing where they just, like, got rid of situations and did something wholly new to to somehow, like, introduce you to all these operators. Yeah. But that would be a huge amount of work. Yeah, and, project. like, is that really what we want them spending time on? Probably not. So I guess I would say, like, find other ways to help your friend learn the game. Um, but you're you're 100% right. Like, trying to come in as a new player today is insane. And we talked about this when we started this podcast two years ago, right? This yes. this longest running podcast. Uh, <laughs> I remember that being like a major thing that we would talk about in the first few episodes of just like I can't even imagine coming into this game now. That's because I was having a hard time after having played it for a very long time, then being gone yeah. for tears and coming back, and mm-hmm. I was like, "This is it was very frustrating." Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's just a lot to learn, and I I think the best advice I could give is to on your own make uh simplify it as much as you can right so like you do as much filtering as you can mm-hmm. which means like choose two or three operators on each side that you're going to focus on and like worry about that first you know like start a newcomer learn those few maps and then i would probably like yeah play some quick match but maybe even like jump to unranked after that so that you can learn the unranked maps because it's a smaller pool or something yeah. right um but like i would definitely try to focus on like making the game smaller as much as you can um and then like you can expand and grow as you start to feel comfortable with things. Agreed. But it's a hard game to get into, that's for sure. But it's it's worth it. It's so freaking fun. It is very fun, like when you can start getting a hold of it and start understanding it. I I it's like I just wish Siege was still what it was in year one without adding everything, even though that means getting rid of Valkyrie and all these people. Mm-hmm. Like even like a lot of the new maps that are like fun to play and are pretty good like coastline and and border and stuff but it's like it was just so much simpler and like maybe yeah. it wouldn't have the player base that it 
does and probably wouldn't be making the money because it doesn't have all the new content but it's like right. but vanilla siege was just such, such a good, good time game obviously not talking about every time i say that someone always says do you remember how broken it was like obviously not what i'm saying not what i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying i would like all the bug fixes be fixed but it was just a different game it was content very wise, yeah, yeah content wise, very basic very easy to get into easy to understand yeah uh casual was three minute timer Mm, casual was a did it release at timer. four did it release at three and they changed it to four <laughs> i think casual was a i think four it ended up timer. releasing at four huh yeah in the beta it was a three minute timer is that with, right yeah yep yep huh. yep casual was three minute timer with voting with spawn voting i know it definitely had voting <laughs> I and remember then they that. changed it to four and made ranked three and then they realized four is wait four four minutes that's so 330 feels so long it should just be three yeah it's three um yeah but uh, yeah, I would go for vanilla siege game mode. We've talked about this a few times, but please. I mean, PP works, right? We we keep learning this, so just keep saying it. We we know the PP works. We know the PP works. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to get more from us throughout the week, since we only post every other week now, so I know a lot of you guys are clamoring for more from the old Ryan and Chris. You can get that by following us on Twitch. I'm Ryguy W R Y G U Y. And I am just slow with three O's. You can follow us on Twitter at R6 Unrenowned. Also follow us on YouTube in those same two places, Ragai and Just Hello with three O's. Uh, we usually stream Siege on Wednesday nights, and then usually we'll play something else on Friday night. Sometimes Siege, sometimes something else. And then usually I'd say probably one or two nights throughout the week we are streaming random things, whether it be Siege or other. Uh, what are the other things we, we, we stream? So people might know what to look for. Halo? Halo. No, we used like to stream Rocket League, but nobody really watches Rocket League. I really League only stream Siege. Mostly I only stream Siege. Siege. Okay. Um, I mean, I, whatever we're playing on Friday nights, I usually stream. So lately, we've been playing Seven Days to Die, which is fun. Um, Among Us was, you know, everybody streams Among Us, so we do that too. We but, play Among Us again. Yeah, it's a good time. So come, come hang out. Um, so how do you feel about Sugar Fright? Are you going to keep playing this until it's gone, yeah. or are you going to burn oh, out am. on it? No, I'm going to keep playing it until it's gone. Yeah, I, really I actually like it. think it's really fun. It's very fun. Like, when I go play Siege, I want to play Sugar Fry. I don't want to play I mean, Siege. I, I want to play regular Siege because that, like, that's yeah. Siege. But... I want to play Sugar Fight. Um, also, is there any way the 49ers win this game that we've been Unlike watching on the side? now 14 to 30, so <laughs> there's a possibility, but... 14 to 30? How much time was left? I didn't see. Like, nine minutes. Oof. That's going to be tough. Possible. Hey, but you remember when we played in the last Super Bowl and that was about the lead we had with about that same amount of time and then we lost? <laughs> so it's possible. Never forget it. <laughs> we should not have lost that game. That was so dumb. Okay, guys. Thanks for, uh, I almost said watching, which you're not watching. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch, you know where to go. Guy on Twitch and Just Hello on Twitch. And uh, if you haven't yet, join the freaking Discord and subscribe to the podcast. What are you doing? What are you yeah, doing? You're making a mistake your with your life. You're not there. Yeah, and um, one last thing I want to say is leave us a review on your favorite place, wherever you listen. Give us a nice review, because we are the longest-running Rainbow Six Siege podcast in the world. Just goodbye!